0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy with MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland, Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable.
2: Welcome back to the Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Kevin Graham. Kevin, we're going to try and deconstruct Celtic 1, Bodo Glimp 3. Um, we looked at this game before it kicked off. You wanted to get out of it without conceding a goal at home. It didn't go to plan as we said at half time. We spoke about potentially making changes. Uh, we spoke about persevering for 10, 15 minutes. We didn't get the 10, 15 minutes, did we? Um, because obviously Bodo Glint came out and scored yet another goal that, from a Celtic kind of perspective, Kev was poor. Another poor goal to lose. You just can't make these mistakes or have these lapses at this level because you're going to be punished. And that's exactly what happened to bring it up to 2 0. Talk me through your thoughts on that second goal.
1: The second goal, Greg Taylor had to buy a ticket to get back in. Eh? The big fella absolutely done him. Um, and once the big boy breaks into the box, eh, there's a number of panic with the two centre halves who just need to try and stop that ball going through. It was a decent ball across Joe Hart's really good nature and say eh? um, a tall way. Eh? Look, overall. It was a poor setting goal. I mean, I'm more annoyed about the third goal. I'm really, yeah. really annoyed about the third goal, losing the ball straight for the kick-off. Uh, <laughs> and obviously obviously it, takes a, a, obviously, it takes a bit of deflection, eh? But we saw it in the League Cup final. Teams are at their most vulnerable just after the score. But we win the ball back and Atatty loses the ball. It's a bad ball in the middle of the park. Aye, Taylor deserves to get hung out to drive for that goal. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, look, we wore our identity like a pair of outfit and jeans tonight. They wore their identity like an man suit. That's a bottom line. There's no, there's no, there's no analysis I need to actually do after that. Eh? I saw somebody saying that it was a bad day at the office. It was a horrendous day at the office. I think we actually went into the office, left the toaster on, we've just burnt the place down. But. We've still got an identity and we've still got an office. Yeah. We've got, all... we've got we've got to trust the process. That was that was like a that was a horrific night. That, 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 was, her, that was a horrific night, performance wise. Just a performance wise. Nothing absolutely worked. Nothing worked at all. But maybe it just came a wee bit too early for us. Maybe we we're a wee bit over, maybe we we're a wee bit overconfident. But we've got an identity. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm taking out of this. We, we've got we've got an identity, and I mean, my Ada scored, and you're like that. Ah, yes, that's us, that, that's us back in this game. Mm-hmm. Take the deep breath, get the roar for the crowd, and give them a last fifteen minutes that they didn't want to handle. Eh? But then just just to just to lose that after thirty seconds is it's probably mere disappointment. That thirty seconds is probably more disappointment than the whole of the nineteen you know? minutes. And truthfully. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at that third goal, it completely changes the outlook going into next week's game. Um, I think when we spoke at the beginning of the game, for anyone who never tuned into the pre-match, we were speaking about the fact that, yes, if you rewind seven months to the game against Mitchelland, which was the first qualifier, the first competitive game under Ange Postecoglou, never in our wildest dreams would we have envisaged that we would still be in Europe uh, in the middle of February. So we take all that, into consideration, Kev. Overconfident, I don't think uh, Celtic, as a club, as a team rather, would have been overconfident because of the way Ange Postacoglu is. I mean, you've seen what he was like against Ray Rovers when he didn't want to pass the ball back and he thought we were too passive. He's going to be absolutely uh, raging this evening, I'm sure, with that performance because it wasn't the Celtic that we have watched and enjoyed over the, the the excellent domestic run that we've enjoyed uh, in the last few months. I'm keen to get the thoughts of the viewers uh, on the screen so that we can we can discuss them. Kev, we're over a thousand strong tonight. Sean Barlow, I'm gutted, but not going to start picking on players because the two to three months we have been brilliant. Yeah, we have. Do you All think because right. the team are in pre season that's how we thought we should win? Well. I think going into the game, I've seen a certain narrative and some of the questions that were kind of angled at Ange, Kev, were such that, yeah, we should we should expect to win this. I don't think I had that attitude um, watching the Axon Bulletin, as I do when I'm not on it every single day. I don't think generally the, the contributors this week were lax around uh, the opponents. Uh, we realise that they're a different team from the one that beat Roma 6-1, absolutely, but in terms of the identity that you keep talking about, Kev, that's why that's so important. You'll lose a player, you bring in another player, and you still play the same way with the same philosophy the same structure the same shape and I think that's obviously uh, bore fruit for Bodo Glimp tonight but I've got to say though we, we try to stick to our identity and the way that we play the game but when it's not working what do you do and I don't mean completely rip it up and start again uh, or, or go to plan B what you try to do I think is you try to make an impact off the bench do you think that any of the substitutes um, made that impact that impact that you would expect
1: No. In one word, no. Uh, the subs did the work.
2: Hattati? I think game... Katati did pretty uh, well. Uh, uh,
1: no, because the game ended up three-one. <laughs> they came on at two nothing, but got ourselves up, we got ourselves back, in at two-one. that horrific thirty seconds. Did the, did, did the subs have the, the impact that we want? No. I think the game. I think the Bodo's game plan completely changed as soon as they went two nothing up. And we just sort of huffed and puffed after that, and didn't really, eh, and didn't really do nothing after that. Eh? Nothing really worked tonight. Matt O'Reilly had a had a quiet setting half as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh, I mean, when you start going through that team, eh? Jota,
2: Jota's another one didn't have his um, best night tonight.
1: Th- th- there were so many players just didn't they turn up tonight. Just completely didn't turn up tonight, and that's that's disappointing. It is really disappointing. But as Sean rightly says, we've been utterly dominant domestically for the last two months. We've got to take that as a positive. We've maybe just got to actually suck it in and give. By the way, Europe's just maybe a wee bit a game too far for us. Hmm. And that is a that is our worst performance in Europe this season. but it a like- bit of a long shot. Even even we weren't even that bad when Leverkusen scalped us for nothing. Because that was the we, actually, cause we actually created chances that night. Tonight, I think you can be your notes. I never took any notes. Seventy-one minutes, I think, before we made their goalkeeper make a save, eh? mm-hmm. and it was your shot. Eh? So it's just it's one. It's a, a horrible night that can get hanged up there with Kluge, eh, Copenhagen, Varosh. But the difference is, we're on the right direction this time. I think. They, yeah. games, they games, the games were they games were not just slapping the face, going, we're not going anywhere. This is always going to happen. Tonight, I think we're early enough on the on, on on the journey just to brush it down and go right. If we keep on going, if we keep on going the way that we're gone, then then it should be okay. But what I will actually say is, we will have many other games like that when the system just doesn't work, and maybe well, just got to to use, get used to it.
2: What you were saying there about keeping notes, you're absolutely right. Every single game since we started live streaming is in a book somewhere. And I'll tell you what, last season didn't make for good reading, Kev. But I don't feel the same this evening. Despite the poor performance, despite the um, defeat, and uh, the disappointment that always surrounds a European defeat where you kind of go out with a whimper. And I felt that we did a wee bit, you know, we got that wee bit of hope when we pulled the goal back. But as you say, it was short-lived. And then Bodo Glimpter managing that game uh, right down to the death. I think that the difference, as you say, is we do have a belief in the system that's getting played. We know that the guys who were off, off the game tonight, Jota. Um, Rogic to name but two. We know what they're capable of. We know that, you know, 99 games out of 100 that we've seen them play, it's not going to be that performance that we've seen tonight. Now, just for his name alone, Tosh de Coglu Jr. Malone, Celtic got what they deserved out of tonight's game. Absolutely nothing. I think, based on the performance, it's going to be hard to disagree with that. Um, and Puff says, lucky 15 voodoo, uh, beat with the same style we play. It's an interesting one when you come up against a team that plays the same style. It's not something we're used to domestically, Kev. Have we learned a lesson from that tonight? What do we take from tonight? Always trying to take something, even when we, we come away with nothing. You've got to take something from tonight. What can we actually take away from that defeat?
1: What we can actually take take for tonight is we scored a beautiful goal. It was a great goal. It was what a header by Maiden. What a cross. Yeah, it was a great ball. Bobby Iranovich, an absolutely brilliant but I'll take that away. I'll take that away. I'll take away Matt O'Reilly's first half. Matt O'Reilly's first half was absolutely fantastic. Um but I'll also take away that the fact is that the, the yellow and black team were quite rightly having a party at Celtic Park at the moment. Shows us how it can be done in Europe. Shows showed us how that style can work in Europe, yeah. and we've seen how that style can work in Europe. And I mean, we've got to, we have got to be positive. And this was one of the things that, well, aye, the fans. We get carried away with ourselves. We always get carried away with ourselves. And sometimes just having a wee tug of the jersey back. Go, by the way, we're running before we can walk here, eh? And I, I think that's a I think that's a, it's a nice wee tug of the jersey for me to actually bring us back, doing a wee bit and go, this team's still a work in progress. There's still areas of this team where we can make improvements, where Ange Poster-Coglu will see, see we can make improvements. And there's also guys in this team, when we get to maybe at this point this, the next year, we'll only be anywhere near that team. Right, and that's, I wanna... that, and that's something that we've got to consider as well.
2: Let's talk about that then, Kev, because that's uh, the nature of some of the comments that are coming in. Let's start with Chancer. And this isn't a post-match where we really want to dig out loads of players and and single them out for criticism. But I think sometimes you get to a point like tonight where you're at a level, so let's be completely realistic here, we're at the third tier of European football tonight. We're playing a very uh, well-run club. Um, a very well-drilled team. They've won two Norwegian titles on the bounce. Um, and obviously, whenever a big a big offer comes in for one of their star players, they have to sell them and then rebuild. But as you say, they played with a certain style um, and a certain system that worked, certainly tonight. Uh, played us at our own game, but played it better. When we're at that level, when we're not at the elite European level tonight, and you sometimes see a player like Taylor, who chances picked out um, specifically there. Um, you do sometimes question, and I don't know if this is post-match emotion from a, a Celtic fan, Kev, you sometimes question if they can make that step up because there's plenty of Axom contributors who stand up for Taylor time and time again. We've had the discussion before the game about a hierarchy when you're looking at the fullbacks and the fact that Ziranovic and Taylor are the first-choice fullbacks. Then you see them tonight. And he does look a wee bit out of his depth. And if it's a one-off, because let's be honest, Jota didn't play well. Rod, uh, your Rogic didn't play well. Players that you normally could hang your coat on and say they're going to put in a performance tonight—they they were completely off it. But Taylor does seem to struggle to up his game to the European level. Do you think that's fair to say? If
1: yes. Uh, and I think, I love Greg Taylor. I, I think he has the best left back at the club. Club, And maybe that says a lot about the quality of left back at the clubs. I, I bummed up our full backs earlier on, and I'm not going to back that down. Taylor has struggled in Europe. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking, he was probably involved in Copenhagen. He was involved in Michelin at the start of the season. He's probably been involved in quite a few of the, the disappointing nights that we've had that that we've had at Celtic Park in Europe. So your of your obvious answer is then, well there maybe is the need to upgrade at, at the left back area or the need to actually hope Scales progresses and to be the, the first choice left back. It's very, very clear it's very, very clear at this precise moment in time that Ange Poster believes that Greg Taylor's the best option. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the best option at left-back and that might change over the next six months that, that, that might change over the next six months that might change over the next year who knows, they'll, they'll, maybe, uh, they'll, they'll maybe have a look at the left-back area in the summer that um, could be one of those areas that they actually do look at yes, I think they're good the midfield for me, I think we've got a decent I think they've got a, a a decent enough midfield the midfield the, uh, the the midfield was poor the night the midfield was really really poor the night apart from Matt O'Reilly Matt O'Reilly only, only gets uh, Matt O'Reilly's only one that gets past March for me we've seen too much promise for this side there is promise in this side but we're far far away from being the finished article and sometimes nights like the night just go aye you, you just brush it off and go let's hope we get there soon
2: I think uh, what does happen, certainly, Kevin, is when you're hearing a manager talking about succeeding in Europe, and that's some of the chat we've had from Ange Bostokoglu. He's a a type of character, and we spoke about this earlier on, Natasha and I, that when he manages Australia in the World Cup finals, he believes he can win the World Cup. I mean, that's his words. That that was his belief when, when he went into that tournament. So when he enters European competition... Possibly not the Champions League due to the state we were in personnel-wise at the beginning of this campaign. But when he enters this third-tier European competition, he believes that he can win it. He believes that he can um, go toe-to-toe with with any club in this competition. And so we speak about that. Is that getting carried away or is that just somebody with a vision and ambition? Something that I think has been sadly lacking from the club, Kev. We spoke time and time again, what are the club's European ambitions? Do you even still know? Because we've heard a fair bit from Ange, but don't really hear that from the club. Um, When was the last time we heard any manager coming out and saying that, you know, I actually believe that we can make an impression on Europe? I'm enthused to hear that kind of chat. I'm I'm a very um, optimistic person by nature, despite what some people in the comments might think. And I'm going to bring this up. Um, Elfin Priest, listen. Let's run through any of these comments. It's not about having an argument. We're all Celtic fans and here, or we should be. Uh, Mon, then, Paul. Let's hear how our centre backs can't ever be criticised because we've conceded the least in the mighty SPFL. Well,
0: mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details.
2: The fact of the matter is we have, but I, I wouldn't go as far to say that our centre backs can't be criticised. I think, you know, if we run through this, this team at some point during this season, Kev, um, Starfield's come in for criticism I don't think Carter Vickers has come in for much criticism, his worst game in a Celtic jersey was probably against Raith Rovers, but we still won at a canter and we were never under any issue or pressure during that game um, Taylor's came in for a fair bit of criticism I think Ralston's had a coming of age season and it's difficult to, to criticise him now Juranovic has shown his class so I don't think anyone's beyond criticism Kev, but domestically that defense is the best in Scotland. I mean that that's just a fact when you look at the goals against record. You can't deny that. Are they good enough to play at this level? I think we said at half time that the small lapses that often you can get away with. Let's say on Sunday, there's a lapse in concentration by Greg Taylor. Often we'll win the ball back. Often Captain and Carter Vickers will uh show it up and you know, and it won't result in a goal being conceded that's just the levels that you're playing at when you take that step up to Europe Kev, so I don't think anyone's beyond criticism Uh, if if there's any tinkering to be done with this team, I think we'll we'll still be looking at the defence despite the fact that we've got the best defensive record in Scotland, Uh, left back could we have an upgrade on Greg Taylor, I think we probably could because Juranovic is an upgrade on Ralston isn't he, Uh, centre half is Starfile. Um, still, Is the jury still out on Starfield? I think a lot of Celtic fans reckon it probably is, Kev. But you know we've spent £4.5 million on the guy and he's built up a relationship and a defensive pro- um, relationship with Cameron Carter-Vickers that I think Andy Postecoglou believes in. Otherwise, he'd drop him for Welsh or he would bring in Julien in the coming weeks. So, no, they're not beyond criticism, but I think we could and probably will do better. Within the next transfer window, or another transfer window after that, is that a fair comment?
1: It is fair comment, and I, and I think um, and Postacoglu has made that quite clear. That this team is nowhere near the level he wants this team to be. And he'll be extremely, he'll be extremely disappointed tonight. But he will be the type of guy that'll learn for it, and he will hope that his players will learn for it. And he probably he, he probably finds out more about his players on nights like this where things don't work. Mm. And there's lapses of concentration in that of who he can trust. But the the, the fact of the matter is, I, I says in, the, in in the post match, we've eh, got every domestic game that is now a cup final. Leading in, we had a bit of a breather tonight. We, 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 I was a bit calm going into, into tonight's game. Did I maybe underestimate the magnitude of this time? Maybe I don't know. Eh, but we've got we've got how many cup finals we got left? Every domestic game is now a cup final. Yes, and, we're going to need, and, we're, and we're going to need guys like Carter Vickers, Starfield, Greg Taylor, Liam Scales, Anthony Ralston. We're going to need the whole squad to actually step up and we can let this actually affect us. And, no. and as, as, as we're actually saying, it's only half time. It is only half time in this tie and who knows what can happen. Football's a strange game. But it was it an armless an, an game, and we, we might have went for the, tonight, and we might be sitting here in a week's time actually talking about a famous comeback victory. Who knows? But at this precise moment in time, it seems very, very difficult that we'll turn this round.
2: I, I we'll score away. We'll score away from home, Kev.
1: I we'll score against here.
2: that team away from home. Um, I mean, next week, I'm not sure yet who's going to be covering the game. I'll certainly be covering it. Um, we have representation. Axon will be at the game. Natasha will be at the game um, as well. Well, we score, I think we will. And then that blows the thing wide open at that stage. And I, I think, you know, when you look at the games that we've played away from home in Europe, we've shown that we can go away and score away from home, Kev. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of comments here saying it's a, it was a wake-up call. yeah. Potentially it is, but that that may um, influence the, the performance in the second leg. Neil Lennon comes in to see all the Taylor comments, yet Jota and most of the team were no better. I think we've mentioned Jota. I mean, I don't think Abada had a great game. Tom Roderick was poor. Um, so, yeah, some of your star performers. But I've thought this for most of the season. Kev, we seem to have pockets of star performers. So, you know, for a a period, you've got Abada and Jota firing on all cylinders. For another period, Kyogo was outstanding. Um, And then you start looking at Hatati's performances, Tom Rogic's performances, Matt O'Reilly's performances. Imagine all those six players firing on all cylinders. We've not seen that yet. When it does happen, and invariably it will happen, that's a frightening prospect. Even at this level, we've not seen it. Domestic, we've not seen it at all. But we ha- we do have the talent within that squad. Are there any of the players who were all form tonight um, that you've got any concerns about? I mean, that's Tom Rogic now. Had a couple of poor performances in a row. Is it a concern? Do you arrest him? Do you bring Tati back in for Dundee? I, I, I
1: think, I, I think uh, Rogic is a concern. As you say, against Rafe Rovers, he, he, he was a bit poor. Um, I think as well... If you're actually looking at it, I think Atati maybe I think a over the last couple of games is maybe the adrenaline, the adrenaline that's gotten through the first couple of weeks at Celtic has made him look like an, an an utter fantastic player. But sometimes he maybe needs to take that wee step back. I think I think he maybe maybe needs to take that wee step back. Maybe um, I, I I think we need to. The two strikers, my Maeda scored the goal, Maeda scored, so you could probably say like he's done his job. Abada I I never done nothing tonight. You could go through every single one of them and go, well, none of them, none of them really get past March tonight. So it's very, very difficult to actually just go like that. T- tonight, as I says, we looked very, very uncomfortable, in our, our identity. We didn't seem to actually, we didn't, it didn't seem to fit us tonight, which is the, which is the first time. And in a and a, and a couple of months that that's actually looked away, and uh, you just need to put it down as a bad night at the office. We really need to or we, or we really need to just hope that it's just a bad night at the office. we well, just we're just suddenly been s- s- sell a couple of pops over the last no, month. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think we have eh, But no,
2: no, I don't think we have. Kev. we're sitting top of the league, that we we're on a crack and run. A couple of bad performances back-to-back. I think probably the second half against Aberdeen as well. So it's maybe two and a half bad performances um, that we've had over the last few weeks. Uh, We've come through the league and the cup game uh, unscathed, so domestically it's not made any blind bit of difference. But in Europe, it's in the balance. When we scored, though, Kev, that wasn't a consolation goal. That was us back in the game. I know that they've gone up the park and scored, but it showed what we can do, it showed that we could cut through this side and how easy actually it was um, to score that goal. It was quite a simple cross-in header goal back in the game. We just couldn't maintain the concentration levels that are required at any level in football. Like you said, you brought up the League Cup final. Um, obviously, we were the victors on that occasion. But tonight, it's it's hard to take because you go away from that game at 2-1 And you've got complete belief that you can go to Norway and get through this tie. It's in the balance at the moment. I'm not going to overreact. There's no knee-jerk at the end of this game, I've got to say. But let's look ahead to Dundee, Kiv. Dundee, they're a team that, you know, they've got a couple of results back-to-back. They're still in the the Scottish Cup. But they made a decision like Hibs and like Aberdeen um, to change their manager. Um, So Mark McGee has gone down like a lead balloon. Uh, amongst the Dundee fans but Mark McGee will be the manager at the weekend he's a guy who's managed over a thousand games he will remind you of that Um, it seems all a bit cloak and dagger the way that it's happened the way that you know we know the connection between McGee and Strachan in in Dundee we're looking ahead there uh, on Sunday though and I still fully believe Kev that we'll go in there and um, we'll will win convincingly against them at the, the weekend. Is there anything you've seen against Wraith Rovers or tonight that concerns you getting back into the domestic game? We're sitting top of the league.
1: No, not in the domestic game, not at all. Not at all. But as, as you say, there's certain things you can get away with in the domestic game that you can't get away with in Europe. Uh, especially against a side who were well worth their victory tonight. Actually well worth it. They were they were they were a. Uh, the there's people,
2: team. sorry yeah. Kev, there, there are a few people saying we've been beaten for a pop team tonight. I don't get, I do not subscribe to that. That's a very, very uh, good side. I mean, listen, they're the champions in Norway. We brought Ronnie Dyla in because of his success in that same division. Um, you know, so I, I don't subscribe to the fact that that team are below par. I think they're a very well-drilled side. Uh, they've got a game plan and they beat us at our own game tonight. They've done really well tonight.
1: They did. They did debate us at our own game, and bizarrely enough, I'm actually taking a bit of confidence at the fact that the us at our own game because it shows what you can do with uh, if you actually mould a decent team. And we're on, I think we're on the way of to moulding a decent team. And I, this is this is the first me and Brian used to speak about it, taking a couple of safe faces, and this is a safe face tonight. That is a safe face, and there's no two wise about it, but as always with football, you've got another game to bounce back to. You've got another game to bounce back to. And that game's on Sunday against Dundee at Celtic Park and it's a cup final. We need to bounce back. We can't we can't wall about feeling sorry for ourselves. We've got to go back into that stadium, roar that team on and make sure that team stays top of the league by the time we get to five o'clock on Sunday night.
2: Absolutely.
1: That's, that. That's the only thing that we can do as supporters.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. And... We're being told by Makar that our predictions are always ridiculous. I didn't make a prediction tonight, I don't think, score-wise. I think you said 2-0. 2-0. I said two, two, 2
1: or 3, not any, But hey.
2: It's that's great, great with hindsight, Kev. It's no, great after do, the it's... game. It's great after the game to say that we've got ridiculous score predictions. I think we've got a few right this season, to be honest that's with you. That's,
1: that's, that, that's, that's, why my, that's why my bookies account is always empty.
2: Yeah, and if you do want to, to get involved in that, then look at our sponsor, top right of the screen. Who knows wins? Axom has now been running for five years. We're coming up to our 1,000th episode. Everything we do is absolutely free of charge, but it does mean that sponsorship and merchandise and things like that are a massive part of uh, making this a success. So this is all about um, an app that you can download. Have a look at the description underneath the video and you'll be able to download that. Uh, on a Saturday, there is a particular particular league that is set up called Pick 10 um, and unlike accumulators you don't need to get every prediction correct so maybe Kevin and I will be pretty good at this game then eh? uh, just more right predictions than anyone else within the league to win the top spot and the biggest prizes which means you're going to win uh, bragging rights between your mates and the real money that's up for grabs will be yours play against your mates predicting fixtures in private leagues or against the bigger community in the public leagues as well you've got to be 18 or above of course please gamble responsibly have a look at the Who Knows Wins website and click on the link underneath this particular video to get involved. Uh, The sponsorship Kev, we've had a couple of sponsors over the years but pretty tough with this one I've got to say looking forward to working with them in the future Um, and if I was to predict the score which is something I always ask my guests to do on Sunday, I'm going to say that Celtic will win by three clear goals on Sunday, I don't uh, take anything with any kind of form of complacency but when we play the way we can play Kev we can beat teams like Dundee without any issue
1: Yes and again if, if, if you were if you wanted to actually indulge swim in a narrative that a lot of Celtic fans have had over the years that it's a Scottish game that holds us back but then our main rivals had an absolutely fantastic result and performance in Europe tonight so it just shows if you get it right on the night then it can actually happen. Um, I, I'm not worried domestically. I'm, I'm really not worried domestically. I am gutted, absolutely gutted tonight. It's quite, quite tough to come on uh, straight after, which is quite a sore defeat. But overall, there's nothing. There's there's no There's nothing to actually be really really worried about. And even if we actually drop points going forward, and we maybe didn't win the league, we're on a journey here, and it's only at the start. And the last two months have been utterly fantastic, and it shows what we can actually do under Ange Coglu. And for me, it's only it's only going to get better. And I want, I love Postacoglu Actually, saying he wanted to win the World Cup, he wanted to like when he was with Australia, he, he thought he could win this competition. I want that guy in charge of my football club and installing that into the players. There'll be a couple of guys in the comments, he did say it's a wake-up call. So that's maybe a wee message, message to the dressing room. and I'll trust and completely, 100%, if he says it's a wake-up call, it's a wake-up call. And I think it's a wake-up call to everybody, and I did actually, and I, did, I think I did say that earlier on. It's my, I called it a wee tug of the jersey that's what it is for me. It's a wee tug of the jersey that we're not that we're trying to get a pair we're trying to get a pair of skinny jeans when we've still got a thirty six waist.
2: <laughs> well, Kev, there's a few people uh, probably within the comment section looking at you, thinking you cheeky so and so. However, however, uh, I like your analogies, Kev. Wake up call, yes, but we are still doing a lot right. You just got to look at the league table. We move on to Sunday. It's Dundee. It's at home. Uh, I will not be on the match day coverage, but we will be covering the game as we always do. Get yourself onto the YouTube channel, subscribe to it. We've got huge content. It's not just about live streams. It's not just about the live stream at 12.30 on a weekday either. We've got big content. We're in Glasgow today talking to Canon Tom White um, down at St. Mary's, the birthplace of Celtic. Kev, that video will be with you very, very soon. We were looking at that and got a memorial out in the garden. We're looking at the the mosaic um, that was uh, installed for the 125th anniversary of Celtic. Beautiful place. Uh, The Peterhouse and painting, of course, the brother Walfred, gorgeous. And we had a wee chat uh, with Karen and Tom about sectarianism that still exists and bigotry that still exists um, towards. predominantly Irish Catholics in in Glasgow, and he's been a victim of that as well. So we will actually be sharing some footage uh, of some concerning scenes that uh, took place outside the chapel and outside his home, Kev, because that's where he lives um, on the day of uh, an orange walk as well. So, yeah. Very, very interesting for Celtic fans. We will be sharing that on our channel very soon. Get yourself subscribing and click on the link within our description to visit Who Knows Wins, our new sponsor. We look forward to working with them in the future. So, Kev, overall, very disappointing tonight, but we still believe in Ange, we believe in what he's doing, and we move on to Sunday and hopefully we'll get three points against Dundee. So, it's not all doom and gloom, is it?
1: It's not all doom and gloom, no, not at all. It's always quite difficult to come on to these games. Um, it's always quite difficult to come on to these games after a defeat, especially when you haven't, been, haven't had a defeat. I, mean, I think it's something like 17 games where you haven't had a defeat. And it's and it's especially been so disappointing tonight. Like, really, from start to finish, we didn't turn up. There's no really that many positives. But... We do, but we have positives over the last couple of months. We didn't expect to be in Europe at this point at the start of the season. I wanted to stay in Europe tonight. It's we're now we're now long long odds to actually progress in this tie. Eh, Bodo are actually the, the favourites to go through to this tie, but we've still got a setting leg. We still have got a setting leg to go. Anything can happen in football. I'm looking forward to the game against Dundee on the on, on Sunday. Let's, let's go and give Mark McGee a great welcome and and scud them, just, just had, absolutely
2: scud them. Kev, if, if you had gone to Gemini tonight and beaten Borussia Dortmund uh, convincingly, would you one of the first thoughts in your mind be a better going to the uh, a better going to a Rangers podcast and and make comments on it? I think that absolutely absurd. Come on, lads, get a life. This is all about Celtic. It's all about I mean, Celtic.
1: I would have still been on the ceiling. Yeah, they exactly. They're still, they still being trying to get scraped off it, uh, off a ceiling.
2: I find that behaviour a little bit concerning, uh, lads. So have a wee look at yourself. Uh, this is a Celtic state of mind. I am uh, absolutely thrilled to say that we've been hitting fifteen hundred plus tonight on the live stream. All your comments are appreciated in the comments field. You're tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter even, yes you are so thanks very much for getting involved, remember to subscribe on YouTube and I've got to say once again thank you Kevin Graham for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind